Welcome. It is March 29th here in Provo, Utah. This is BNT Talk Sports. I'm T. I'm here with B. What's up, B? Not much. Not much. Nope. We're just chilling in our studio. I'm looking outside with the snow-covered mountains, even though it's almost less. Less so, though. It's less snow today. Was super nice, but uh, I hope I hope the trends here at least in Utah start to become nicer weather. And yeah. no, no, I'm done with snow. It's almost April. Agreed. I don't want to have to deal with that. Yep. But. Um, uh, very thankful for the weather today. Um, other than that, uh, now let's talk some basketball. That let's do it. I don't think we were expecting what happened. Um, you will have told me that we would have had two fives, a four, and a nine. I probably would not have picked out. Those teams, maybe Miami, maybe UConn. Or I'm just not sure if I believe you if you said we had a four, um, two fives, and a nine. Very much so, yeah. Like, uh, I, like I felt like we both were like, oh, this uh, – because, like, the narrative all season has been, like, this is a very wide-open tournament, which people like to say every year. But, like, it, it really is true this year. It and was we all true. Knew it. Like, we all knew that the good teams weren't really that good. So we knew they'd be more vulnerable. Um, but, like, and I think our with our brackets, I feel like we tried to, like, represent that a little bit. We had the right ideas. Just the wrong teams. And we and we have it recorded. But the Final Fours ended up being we, weirder than ours. Yeah. I'd say. Which, which was we, we tried to be pretty weird with it. Yeah, we, we definitely tried to be very weird with Michigan it. I Michigan State in my championship game. And it was weirder than it's weirder than that. Yeah, I this is this is my take. So like, okay, let's talk about all the four seeds. You have UVA loses in the first round in heartbreaking fashion. Yes, don't need to bring that up again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but UVA. That's no, good. It's we, all good. Yeah, Ben Ben's new. He's uh moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. We're on to next year. We're on to next year. So you have UVA. You have Indiana, which Indiana – so, like, okay, let's break these down, these different four seeds. UVA, good, not great. Yeah. Indiana can play with the best of them, but also play with the worst of them. Good, can be great, can also be bad. Yes. (laughs) Uh, They were never bad in this tournament, but – yeah, Miami I mean, just beat them. Yeah, no, I agree. You know I mean? but, but yeah, it does. You don't like necessarily. You didn't fear Indiana because of their inconsistency. I, I think you could. I think an individual team might. An individual team might, but, but picking my bracket, like picking them to win four games in a row, was tough to do. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, what was the lower left? Who's the third? The four thirteen. It was Tennessee. And you have Tennessee, who performed pretty well and had a decent chance at being in the position that FAU is in now. But again, they don't they don't have their best player and they struggle scoring. Yeah, they beat Duke. So those are the so. four seeds, and then UConn. So if you were to tell me one of those teams would be in the Final Four, I probably would have said UConn. Uh, I probably would have said UConn as well. Okay, and so because UConn has a lot of pieces, 
They were very good. At the beginning. At like the first third of the season and like the last third of the season. The middle third, they struggled yeah. a little bit. But you could still tell they were good. Like the yeah. Big East. The Big East was just a giant mess. They kind of came in quietly. Like they yeah. didn't do well enough towards the end to make you go, oh, UConn. Yeah. But they were like, you knew they wouldn't be an easy out. Exactly. And then let's talk five seeds. So then you have, um, let's go with Duke and the other five seed that was uh, in the the one with the Kansas, Arkansas, Gonzaga, that region. TCU St. was the St. Mary's. Okay. So you have Duke, who had the potential, mm-hmm. the way they were playing, especially to go to the Final Four, mm-hmm. and the way that that side of the bracket. If you told me a five seed was going to the Final Four, it's clear it was easily Duke. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Duke or Miami. Yeah. But, so, but like. Not San Diego State. Not San Diego State in particular. St. Mary's even more than. I, I would I would have taken. I would have thought St. Mary's would have gotten in before San Diego State. Yeah. Like, just. And. I just really like and admire the way San Diego State plays in a weird way. It's very ugly. They force yeah. you to play ugly. They're very similar to Virginia. They're a very defensive team. And they don't they're not particularly great at scoring, but because they, they they might be uglier than Virginia. I think they're uglier than Virginia offensively. It's the same, it's the same idea. Defensively, they're pretty similar. Maybe San Diego State's yeah. more a little more aggressive. More aggressive and athletic than like systematic. Yeah. And like offensively, UVA's a lot cleaner, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. They um UVA purposely that's the, that's the right way to describe it. Yeah, I think UVA purposely slow on offense, which is yeah. why they don't score as much because San Diego State's just they, flat out just not good. They they're they're just not that great. I yeah. mean, you said it perfectly they either make the shot or they brick it. It's like flying off the rim and or the backboard at a thousand miles an hour, which then gives them a pretty decent chance at offensive rebound, and then they can get an easy putback. It's, it's, it's a football team playing like gym class basketball. Literally, it really but, is. But I, but I very much admire that because they yeah, yeah, yeah. they are not. It's not a criticism. It's, it's not. Criti- it kind of is a weird criticism to their offense, but like they are just not scared of anybody. No, they and and I love that they're veteran. That yeah, they're, they're veteran. older guys, and which and we know, like we've said this before, like the more experience you have, the more likely that you'll do good come March. And I think all four of these teams exhibit that. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, you have, old. you have San Diego State as the five seed, and then the other five seed Miami, which isn't too shocking, except like you look at, and we'll get into FAU, but FAU's path isn't quite as difficult. I think Miami's had the toughest path yeah. in regards to playing a really good Drake team, which they almost lost, arguably. Yeah. Like, they or Drake played them really well. That was their second toughest game. And Tucker DeVries, Drake's best player, played awful. So, like, he was one of 13. Yeah. If he maybe makes a couple more shots. Win your clunkers. Yeah. That's what they did. Exactly. You know? Uh, they play Drake. They play Maybe good. Until you get hot. Uh, they play the good Indiana team. Then you yeah. play Houston. Then you play Texas. Like, I mean, they just played. Yeah. And very they well. pretty much like Indiana. I think may have can't come back at times, but like Miami handled them. Miami also there was like no doubt in my mind that entire game that Miami is going to beat Houston. They're just uh, better. I I 
And, you know, we were talking about this because you and James, you know, are are more knowledgeable in ACC play than, say, me or someone else. But I was just like, Miami just hits so many tough shots. Like, I don't know if they can keep this up. And then you guys were like, well, that's what they do. They just hit tough shots. Yeah, they just hit those over and over and over They just hit shots over and over. I'm like, there's no way, like, a normal basketball mind. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. That's I, can, recipe, I can't process. Though. I can't process yeah, yeah. that. Like that's not sustainable. But then yeah. they just keep doing it. Isaiah and, Wong is he is one of my like favorite players in college basketball. In a long I love Isaiah Wong. I love this team. But I will say Isaiah Wong, uh, in the game against Drake, did not show up. No, Pack had to show up. Um, that's the thing is they're a good team. It's not just Wong. It, it, He's correct. the best player. And then Wong has stepped it up. Yeah. Um, like crazy, and so, so you have Jordan Miller against Texas was he was the hero. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, literally, I thought Miami was done. Yeah, against Texas. In yeah. fact, I was. I was at, like the Magic's run out. They're yeah. just not hot. I literally, I was watching the game at my grandparents, mm-hmm. and, and we were about to have dinner. My grandpa gets the remote, turns it off. They were down thirteen in the second half, mm-hmm. maybe ten, twelve-ish minutes, somewhere in that area. Maybe less. But he goes, this game's over. And I was like, yeah. And then I was eating dinner, and I get a text from you guys. It was just like, Miami in all caps. So then I look at the score. Miami was up one. Yeah. And I was like, what? So I turned it back on, and that that was just – It was crazy. It was, I, I it was didn't, awesome. So I didn't see the comebacks part because – Obviously, I was occupied with family. But it wasn't like, anything crazy. They started hitting shots. Yeah. Getting stops. That was the big thing. That's yeah. the big thing with Miami's can they get stops. Yeah. And so and, – and they weren't until they needed to. So, yeah. it's like, yeah, can that keep going? So, yeah, you have Miami and you have San Diego State. Uh, and then oh, let's talk about the nine seeds. So, uh, I'm trying to think. There's – was it West Virginia? West Virginia. West Virginia was the nine seed. If, okay, yeah. If you would have told me one of the nine seeds would have made it to – is going to go to the final four. I look at West Virginia, look at I Illinois. Illinois and Iowa or Auburn. I can't I can't remember. They're I think all, it's Auburn. I think it's Auburn. Okay, so it's, either way. Either uh, way, I think I think FA uh I don't know because FAU's uh their path wasn't as hard in my opinion. That's not a discredit to them. Yeah. But, like, if there was a nine seed coming out of any of those regions, I would have thought it was that region, but maybe not that team. Yeah. Even though I really liked FAU, I just fell in love with Memphis, which was a mistake. Well, that that was that was our bad. Yes. We, for some reason, we were high off last year's tournament. So, yeah, nine seeds were Illinois, Auburn, FAU, West Virginia. I really liked your West Virginia pick initially. And I actually yeah. think that I still like it. It just I, didn't I, work. Yeah, it just didn't work. And uh you know, they had every chance to beat Maryland. But yeah, FAU's just an kind of an odd team. Like, yeah, they beat Memphis in a close game. They beat Farley Dickinson also in a close game. Yeah. And which and people forget, like, I hated the fact that the FAU guy at the end of the game versus Farley Dickinson went up for like that 360, 180 yeah. windmill dunk. That's kind of been forgotten because like, I was like, dude, that's so trashy. Like, that's just like, yeah. congrats. You're going to the Sweet 16. Awesome. Celebrate. Like, you have every reason to celebrate, yeah. but you don't have, you don't have no right to, 
like zero right to just do something like that. Yeah, like, that's far it's, 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 it's pretty obnoxious. It was very obnoxious, and and Dusty May was not about that. He was no. very apologetic, and um, I like him a lot. I do like Dusty. He's going to be coaching a high major job in it soon. Yeah, I don't um, know if that's next year. Could be next. I, year. I want him. It. I want one more year. I think, him I, think, I think you'll get one more year. Probably. I think he should get one more year. I agree. But let's... Uh, Is there any specific games that we want to discuss? Like, I feel like some of the Sweet Six... A couple of the Sweet yeah, Six let's, let's, let's games go. we can talk let's about. Let's go. There, there is one game I would love to talk about. There's two I'd like to talk There's about. one game I am irate about, and you know which ones they are. Um, yes. For kind of biased reasons. Day? I just think it's one. What do you mean... Like, oh, like what other games. game are you? No, no, there is one game, and you know what it is. But I'm yes. trying to look. Um, should we go? Should we go like chronological? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go Sweet Sixteen here. Yeah. Um, let. So okay, I'm just gonna go kind of. I don't know if okay. it's chronological and like no, when they fine. play. I meant, I meant just chronological round wise. Yes, we yes. can talk about whatever games in whatever order in those rounds. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll give my two cents on. Yeah, we'll go Alabama. We'll go South Region. So Alabama, San Diego State. Actually, yeah, there's more in this region that I want to talk about than I thought. Yeah, or just round. Uh, honestly, like I was surprised San Diego State won, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't surprise me that they won. Like, yeah, because they did exactly what. Everyone expected them to do. I guess people just thought, and including myself, that oh, Brandon Miller, Clowney, and company, Nate Oates, they would find a way to overcome San Diego State's physicality and and mm-hmm. crazy defense, and they didn't really. And San Diego State yeah. was just able to hit shots. Mm-hmm. Brandon Miller had a very bad tournament. He he had an all time horrible tournament. I think his, like one of the worst tournaments ever. I think he was nine of forty-one. I think yeah, from like field. three of twenty from three. Yeah, like he he did not have a good tournament. Horrible. So is that? And I don't know if that's a reflection. I on think him. I think he's got like a hurt. He was like a hurt groin or hip or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's a reflection of him or like if the defense is just locked up on him every time. Um, I still believe he's good. Uh, you know, yeah, like. But that, but that game again, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because there's just way too much happening with Alabama, and I don't think they were necessarily tested. And they're just they're not as good as everyone thought they were. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think Alabama was tested in the second round. Yeah, like other people were. Like yeah, you're playing Maryland. If it's West Virginia, I totally agree. But Maryland is just kind of an eh team. Yeah, and I I think, like, at least with Alabama, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was just like, oh, Alabama's the overwhelming favorite. I'm like, really? They weren't a week ago. Yeah. Where Like, where did that narrative come from? I felt like it just came from, like, do you think it's that all the other teams that everyone liked didn't win their conference tournaments and Bama did? So everyone's like, oh, Bama's easily number one. I think, I think everyone knew it was open, but I just thought it was weird that they they ended up being the number one overall seed, but they were probably the number three overall seed a week before. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? I don't it, think they were the favorite a week before. It was Sasser. That, Sasser changed everything. I think so. It was Sasser because he was and, hurt. And Bill Self. 
Bill Self, yeah. And, and Jalen Clark. I think the, UCLA would have been up. Like, I think I think they were by, maybe by default because all the other top teams had reasons to go against them, whereas Bama did not. Yeah. But even, like... And then Purdue just sucked. Yeah. So no but, one believed in them. But even, like, pre-tournament, like, if we're yeah. talking, like, pre-Sweet 16, people are like, oh, and we might even say it ourselves... Uh, I like to think that we didn't say it. We might have to go back, but people are like, "Oh yeah, Alabama has this road to the Final Four, road to road to the national championship." Which you know, you look at it and you're like, "Okay." You mean once they made the Sweet Sixteen? Once they made the Sweet Sixteen? I, I thought probably. I mean, yeah, but like just because of the path that was carved out. Yeah, more but, so than anything. But San Diego State, like, they're just a hard team. Like they're just, they're just. They are, and Bama. I've got a lot of things to say about Bama. Yeah, but you know, I think honestly, the better team won. They played. They played so. Like I just think this was an embarrassing coaching job by Nato's. Wait, wait! You're gonna have to remind what happened. Something like towards the end, like Alabama, like fouled when they were down two. Or they had like a couple timeouts. Like there was something. Yeah, co- some I, think coaching he, I, think he, I think he held on to two timeouts, like after the game ended. Um, but like I, I think the the main reason is you know Bama. This is the thing. That, like me and James have talked about this throughout the season. Bama and Nate Oates. Like Nate Oates' whole thing is like I'm an analytical guy, right? So it's like threes and dunks. Threes and dunks. Slash and layups. Like, you know what San Diego State's good defensively at. Three. Protecting the rim and on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, like there's soft spots in the middle. And they were there, but they just refused to do it. They're like like Javon Quinterly's like, I it's like, hey Javon, how about you take a mid-range jump shot? He's like, No, I'm gonna go to the rim and just get my crap stuffed. <laughs> Every single play. He was horrible. They shot also like like when I when I look at like a like a box score where you shoot three for 27 from three. Let's say you're three for 26. Like, why are you taking the 27th? Like, just like try something else. Yeah. And you don't have it. That I'm looking, day. I'm remembering this too. So Miller shot three for 19 for the game. Yeah. He also was in foul trouble pretty early, pretty early, which, Obviously, you have to somewhat change your coaching strategy. But, yeah, I'm looking at the play-by-play, and I'm remembering this. Yeah, so Sears makes a layup with 47 seconds left to cut the lead to two. Yeah. So Alabama's down to 47 seconds left. And so all you really have to do is get a stop defensively against a San Diego State team that struggles to score. Yeah. They foul them. Mm Mm-hmm. Matt Bradley hits two free throws with 45 seconds left. So you go from potentially getting the ball back with maybe like 10 to 15 seconds left. Like, I – and, you know, obviously you have to get the stop. But get the ball 10, 15 seconds left down two. But then you you foul, and then now you're down four with 45. Like, I just didn't get that. Because then the, Brandon Miller ended up missing a three, and then – San Diego State was able to just win the game. So not only does NATO hold on to those timeouts, but fouls when they're only down two when the shot clock isn't off. The shot clock is on. 
with mm-hmm. a significant amount of time. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think San Diego State was the better team that day. Um, I mean, it Tim, just, it just, I think in hindsight, especially, it's not shocking that Bama had a game where what they wanted to do offensively just was not working at all. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be shocking in hindsight. Correct. Because that happened throughout the year. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, so we'll move on to the other game in that region, Creighton-Princeton. Creighton pretty much was in control most of that game. Princeton just kept hitting shots. Princeton kind of, hung in there. Like they, yeah, they hung in there, but, you know. I didn't really ever feel like they were going to win. No. Uh, this is a game Baylor Shireman was on fire. Yeah, and this is uh, 5%. Langborg and... Uh, Ev, you know. Tosan, yeah, the British guy. Yeah. I mean, he's like their big guy. Yeah. I mean, he had 24. Langberg, Langberg is, in, had, is in the portal, by the way. I mean, he, be interesting. I mean, he shot very well 11 of 17, yeah. 4 of 7 from 3 with 26 points. I mean, they were kind of their only means of production. Uh, Tosan had 9 assists, which is kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Creighton just, again, Creighton's just very deep. Excuse me. They're not very deep, but their starting five is awesome, right? So, I mean, you have Kalkbrenner with size. Yeah, like you said, Shireman was five of – I think at one point he was five of five. He his fifth made three without missing that banked in. Yeah, I mean, Princeton had a fun run, uh, but Creighton was better that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. the score showed it. Nothing much there. Um, we'll go down to the East. FAU versus Tennessee. I mean, FAU is just kind of like an odd team. Like, yeah, they're just they're very uh, the metrics uh, love them. Like they have always had like they had like top I think they're top twenty five in Kempom. Um, yeah, they're seventeen in Kempom. And they were, like, in the top 30, 40 in adjusted offense and defense. So, like, it is – yeah. Like, yeah, I think this game more – I think this game is more about Tennessee, honestly. Like, FAU did what they were supposed to. Yeah. They hit the shots they were supposed to, um, which Tennessee plays really good defense. But Tennessee's, you know, the woes, especially as of late, is offensively. Yeah. They, they struggle. Um, and the same thing happened. Yeah, and they just weren't able to hit shots. And Ricky Barnes apparently will still get credit because he took them to the Sweet 16. But Dusty May was just a better coach, I better adjustment. Yeah, I don't think Rick Barnes is going to get credit, though. He, well, he should. He, no, actually. For this team. But like I, I guess my point is, is he has a there's a narrative with him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the so narrative is like Ricky Barnes. Barnes is like, dude, I like calling him Ricky. Ricky is it might be Ricky Barnes. Rick is very formal. Yeah, let's just start calling him Ricky. Ricky. Everyone calls him Rick, but let's call him Ricky. We'll call him Ricky Barnes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, again, it's hard when your best player goes down. But yeah. t- Tennessee had every chance to win the game. I. Didn't, and also, you know, that was one game I didn't see. It was just so predictable that they just wouldn't score yeah. at one time, at one point. You know what I mean? Like in hindsight, 
these teams in the regular season, like when they struggle, like especially when they have the same struggles when they lose, like they're telling you who they are. Yeah, um, I mean the the only guy that can shoot for Tennessee is Vescovi. Yeah, the the is the Italian, the lefty number twenty five. Yeah. Oh no, he's from Uruguay. <laughs> I don't know. I just assume if you're a good shooter, then you're Italian, maybe. Um, no, he's from Uruguay, but and I mean, he's three of nine, so he was still able to like somewhat contribute, but it was only him, mm-hmm. really. Um, but all right, let's move on. This is probably the most exciting game, other one than of the two. Well, there's two really exciting games, yeah. Um, this is one of them Kansas State versus Michigan State. Heartbreaking on your end, not only because you had Michigan State going to your championship, but you also have an actual like relation to Michigan State. Two heartbreaking games for my bracket. True, that night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but yeah. Which was the other exciting game, but uh, I mean the story probably of the tournament, honestly, is Marquise Noel. Uh, he had twenty points. He had uh, like a layup at the buzzer that ended in overtime, but nineteen assists. That is insane, and I, and I think like we have to give Kansas He's State. Insane. We have to give Kansas State like the team his other players credit because. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was finding them, and they were finishing. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, you can have a really good pass to someone, and they don't hit the shot. Uh, we got to talk about the play. Well, the fake, uh, the fake like, argue with Coach, like, with Drone Tang. Supposed, allegedly. Allegedly. Fake. Did you, did you see what he said before it? No. He turned, Isaiah Thomas said something to him, like, Pistons Isaiah Thomas in the crowd. And he turns as he's dribbling the ball up court and goes, watch this, and then did that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's... He's ridiculous. I just like the swagger he has. He's a, he's from New York City, too, and he did it in Madison Square yeah. Garden. It's just like, he's the best, like, I think if, you, if there's like, you know, sometimes there'll be like a captivating player, like Carson Edwards. Yeah. And so, like, this is this year's Carson Edwards, yeah. Marquise Noel. Yeah, Marquise. I mean, okay, so uh, it's a great player. Yeah, Marquise Noel and Kansas State they get the win in overtime. It just kind of seems like I mean, Hogard and uh, it felt like Michigan State could win. Should have won. It felt like they would have won playing almost every team. It just felt like Kansas State just sort of had the magic. Yeah, this you know the thing like, was okay. So you have Hogard, Walker, and Hauser. Hauser played well. I mean, they Michigan State as a team shot. 13 of 25 from three. They're 52% from three. Yeah, you can't ask for much better than that. Yeah, but Kansas State shot 46% from three. So it was just Kansas State did enough to hang in there, make plays. Um, I just think Kansas State was the better team. Yeah. I mean, Tommy is a really good coach. I mean, there's a couple plays, like, I mean, Marquis Noel, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the broken play, like balls on the ground. Throws up, banks in a shot. Like I think you, you hit it on the spot, or there's just magic. Yeah, with Kansas State, that uh, obviously Michigan State can only do so much. So uh, that was a super fun game. I think other than Mark, my yeah, Marquise Noel, he's just been the story. That was a really fun game. I think both teams played well. Just Kansas State just edged it out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right, let's move on to the Midwest, Houston, Miami. We already touched on this a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I kept, you know, I, I was, and still am, a really big Houston believer. Um, and although Miami just kept hitting tough shots, like, it seems like the shots Houston was, like, the shots they were getting were easy. Like, they're open, they're to the rim, and not, maybe not easy, but they it just looked easy in the first half. And then Miami was just hanging in there slash taking the lead. Yeah. And then... They just couldn't withstand Miami hitting everything. <laughs> yeah. I That's mean, just what Miami... It, when no, they're on, no, no, they just Nigel hit Nigel Pack, yeah. Like... They play small ball. I mean, you have a starting lineup that scores 82 mm-hmm. of your 89 points. Yep. Uh, I mean, they shot 44% from three. Uh, Nigel Pack was... Seven of ten from yeah. three. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, Houston. Houston also couldn't hit threes. I mean, yeah, they shot twenty nine percent. It's not like inherently terrible. Marcus Sasser's two of eight. He was eight. fine, but you would hope he'd be better. I kind of attribute that a yeah. little bit to injury. Probably. Yeah, probably. There's probably some they injury. were one hundred percent. That's not an excuse, you know, but. Miami deserved to win. Yeah. I mean, Miami is similar to Creighton in the sense of, like, they just have an awesome starting five. Yeah. And they have a couple guys come off the bench and rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I just think – I think if they played ten times, Miami would win, like, five or six. I think so. Like, it's pretty even. Yeah. You know? Um, but Miami was just the better team that day. Yep. Uh, same with Texas Xavier. That – I don't think anyone was shocked by that. Xavier wasn't tested. I mean, what, they played Pitt, and they played – they should have lost the Kennesaw State, Xavier. Yeah. Uh, I think Texas was more tested with Penn State than they were with Xavier. Agreed. Um, they, they, they just had yeah, control. There's not that much to say. Really? For, for me, at least. No, I – yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, um, they just have really good guards. Texas has really good guards, and their best forward and was it Dylan? Yeah, Dylan DeSue. You know, got injured, which I think affected I think. more or less affected the, their next game against Miami. But uh, they might win the national but, championship if he stays. Yeah. Well, but uh, we could say that about like five teams. Correct. Uh, so. But yeah, no, just that day. Te- I, I I think in, in every day, Texas is better. So yeah, uh, UConn, Arkansas, blowout. UConn doing what they do. Not only did they blow out Arkansas, but they blew out Gonzaga in that next round. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about them. Let's talk about Gonzaga, UCLA. Probably on the other, probably the most exciting game so far. You could say that or Michigan State, Kansas State. Those yeah, two are those they're one A, one B. I mean, yeah, like I would say. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. I mean, you could say UVA, Furman, as far or like maybe FAU, Memphis, TCU, Arizona State. Those I feel like are those, different though because those are like ooh, they're lower stakes, close, close game upset. Whereas it's like these two were like 
two high-level teams playing high-level basketball yeah. in tight games. I feel like that's a little different. Yeah. You know what they, I mean? Well, you see, okay, let's just okay, let's just go through the box score. Okay, yeah. literally all it is Gonzaga was Timmy and Strother mm-hmm. with um, Malachi Smith mm-hmm. contributing off the bench. I mean Timmy with thirty-six and thirteen. Wow, playing 38 minutes. That's insane. Yeah. Strother had a pretty bad game. He had 16 points and 10 boards, but obviously he hits the shot, and uh, and we'll go more into that. But yeah. UCLA, you know, you have Bailey and Jaquez and Campbell. No no one else, really. Yeah. I mean, it was really just Jaquez. It was kind of Jaquez. Adam Bona and wasn't playing. There's certain center. Yeah. Along with Jalen Clark, yeah. the Pac-12 Defense Player of the Year. Yeah, so obviously UCLA's down a couple guys, but it was really Hawkes versus Timmy. They were going to do what they do, but it was really like which it's guards. kind of a wash. Yeah, like guard steps up. The biggest storyline for me is that UCLA did not have a field goal. For like 11 minutes? 11 minutes in the second half. And what? still arguably should have won. What happened? I, I don't know. What like I, I, I truly don't know. Like I'm like, how like it feels like it feels like one do, of those do times. Not, do not get the ball to Hawkins. I was gonna say, does like Hawkins not just like take Timmy off the dribble and hit a layup at some point? Those eleven minutes. Yeah. Okay. So like, it just didn't make it's sense. A, it's a field goal. There are free throws that were made. So yeah, yeah. But I think get, get by him and get bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just clarifying that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that is insane. And because Gonzaga, let's look at the play by play here. At one point. I mean, halftime, UCLA is up 13. Trying to see if it was any bigger than that. Um, It's still like, it's 14 with 15 minutes left in the second half. And then they just slowly. Okay, so we have how many Hawkins makes a layup um, at 12.30. So let's let's look at the next time that they score. <laughs> so Hawk, then so then the next time they score, Hawkins makes a free throw with <laughs> with six minutes left. So they go score six and a half minutes. So they don't even score for mm-hmm. six for like six minutes, and then. They again hit a couple free throws, and then they finally Hawkins makes a layup with one fourteen left to cut the lead to uh, to seven. Yeah. So I think Gonzaga just did what they were supposed to do in getting back into the game, and I oh, I've been saying that, but meaning just like when you're down big or up big or whatever, like you hit shots. That you are supposed to make like layups, open yeah. shots, open threes, um, and then just get stops defensively. Um, uh, but okay, let's so Amari Bailey. So there's some some back and forth. Amari Bailey hits the big three. Hits the big three after Timmy chokes, the goes over two. Yeah, over two on the free throws. On the free throws, Amari Bailey it's hits a three with 13 seconds left. Then Strother comes down. They do the Villanova play. Yeah. Where Strother's just trailing, gets it, 
It's kind of like an Inside Out almost. Yeah, just sort of like BYU Part Two. It, it was. It was very similar to the BYU shot he hit. Um, nails it with seven seconds left. Just ice in his veins. Just I think that was the only three he made all game. Yeah, if I remember right. Um, and I mean UCLA. I, I'm trying to remember. Did they? Did they even get a shot off? The end. No, I think Tiger Campbell fumbled it. Uh, according to this, Tiger Campbell missed. No, no, he gets a pretty clean shot off. He kind of fumbles it, or if I remember, it like hits off the backboard, kind of similar to like the UVA shot against. Oh, Florida. you're right. You're right. You're right. Like it, or no? Yeah, it's like you're right. Close. I was thinking. I was thinking Kansas State FAU for some reason. Yes. Yes. No. That anyway. Yeah. Um. Crazy game. I, again, another one. I think UCLA wins this pretty easily if they're healthy. Yeah. But, but they weren't. So, just the way this tournament goes. But even even if, like, unhealthy, mm-hmm. you still have two really good players in Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkins and some guys, Amari Bailey. You still you have a good a team. Shot in you that. guys score. Yeah. There's six minutes where they didn't score. Yeah. And, like, the their biggest game of the season. That's just insane to me. And... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like going crazy if I'm Mick Cronin. So, yeah, um, especially it's a bummer for like that veteran group. Yeah, that like, like know, we, we're not going to get another Campbell and Hawkes. They've I, given us good tournament memories, yeah. so it's a bummer that they that it went that way for them. It's it's also like you think about three. If you think of like thirty iconic NCAA tournament games, just of all time, thirty, mm-hmm. you could say that three of the games could be UCLA Gonzaga or UCLA Gonzaga matchups: the Adam Morrison crying, Jalen Suggs Final Four buzzer beater, and this Julian Strother shot. So, kind of fun little matchup there. Uh, let's move on to the Elite Eight. All right, this is the game. Well, I'm not really going to talk much about the game. <laughs> I'm just really upset and still emotional, which is why I'm very upset. Because I had Creighton in my Final Four. Um, and it would have been fun to see Creighton make that run to the Final Four. Um, Creighton, San Diego State, it's tied at 56 the game is very much back and forth. I think Creighton basically had maybe like a two to four point lead. It felt like most of the game. Then um, San Diego State goes up two. They turn the ball over. Baylor Shireman gets a layup. It was like a wide open like mm-hmm. it. It was probably the worst pass you could have done. Where you throw a lob underneath your own basket, mm-hmm. the other guy gets it. Yeah, on his strong side, on his strong side, mind you, his left side. That would have been Kihei Clark esque kind of bad pass if Creighton ended up winning. But everyone yeah. forgets about it. Everyone forgets about that. But uh, anyway, Creighton gets a steal with thirty seconds left. They tie the ball game. So now, so now let's break let's break this down. I and I know you will be, but devil's advocate me here too because mm-hmm. brings up. For good good discussion. Yeah. Right. So 
Creighton has five fouls on them. Uh, and the San Diego State has seven. So, and we talk about how physical San Diego State is and their defense. There wasn't a ton of fouls called in that game, at least the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego State, who had the ball? Was it Bradley? It wasn't Bradley. It was it wasn't Seiko. Who shot it? Who, who shot it? Tramel. 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 Tramel, yeah. Tramel has the ball. Um, well, even before, Creighton purposely fouls. Yeah. With maybe nine seconds left. Yeah. Something like that. Six seconds, maybe. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Creighton fouls because they have a foul to give. Mm-hmm. So they intentionally foul. And so now, San Jose State, I don't know if they call a timeout or whatever. They have a play. Tramel gets the ball. Nib hard. Gets beat, kind of. Or gets screened. He gets screened. No, he so got then he screened, goes, then he recovered, and then got beat. He, got he was back. He was screened and got. I can't. I can't remember. If he, he was screened recovered. and then he got around it. Trust me. He just like I'm watching it. He just got completely. Well, beat. I want to watch it now. So uh, while I'm pulling it up, so we'll we'll rock with Ben here. So get screened. And, okay, the reason why is is it's because it's important to the context. Event. So whether he recovers and gets behind or doesn't. He's just behind Tramel. Yeah. Has a hand on his hip as Tramel shoots a floater about 15 mm-hmm. feet out from the free throw line. Gets called for a foul with one second left. Yeah. Um, Tramel ends up hitting one of the two, hits the second. Mm-hmm. And then Creighton. It, it's just. They it's just chucked the ball down. It, the yeah, it, it's hard. You know, you try to do like a. Bryce Drew, like Valparaiso kind of thing, but yeah. Um, okay. So I don't even think he got screened. He did, but then he, but like the po- the part where it's going to show you is after he's already recovered. He did get screened. Well, I'm looking. Yeah, well, if he got screened, I thought he got screened. It's and not. That's, it's not relevant to the point. Yes, it's correct. It's not. Yeah. Uh, he just gets beat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was like, expecting help. Anyway, I guess the reason is the reason why I'm very upset is because I don't think that call should have been made, and I just genuinely don't believe that's a foul. Um, and I know you you disagree with me. Yeah, I think it stinks, but don't get beat and then push a guy's hip. While he shoots it, that's I, I don't think he pushes him though. Is is my thing? I, it, it's just more like contact is my, and I guess, and I guess, if you're being ticky tacky like as refs calling fouls, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But you know, you watch the game. There's no, there's not a ton of calls being made. They're letting them play a lot, but the one time you decide to be ticky tacky was the final shot. Mm-hmm. So even if it's by definition a foul, which I don't think it should be, if that's the case, you can't really be grabbing someone while they shoot, though. But I this I guess my argument is that if he misses that shot and it goes to overtime, I don't think San Diego State is as a team is complaining him. like looking for a foul call. Okay, because it's so like yeah, yeah. 
And so if you're Creighton and you make that play and then you get called for a foul. I don't think I would have been complain. upset if they didn't call it, but I think it is a foul and I think they were right to call it. Yeah, I guess I guess it's just more I guess sort of my count is like oh well they ruined it for Creighton. I'm like, well Ryan Nemhard shouldn't have just gotten completely burnt and then if he did get burnt he should have just let him go and yeah. have a big like Kaluma or Alexander there, like someone else to like help get a hand up. Yeah, that's still a and, tough and Kalk, shot. And Kalkbrenner's right there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like again, which is why I'm like, yeah, I don't know if yeah, Kalkbrenner. Like it's not that, and he's like he's shooting like a long floater. Yeah, like that's not easy. Yeah, he probably doesn't hit that. Yeah. Exactly. He's San Diego State. He probably doesn't hit that. He he's hitting the backboard. Yeah. Um, and then but, the side of the rim. But yeah, I I think it's just consistency, which always is tough because you know refs yeah. refs aren't gonna always be consistent. But I'm just a big I'm a big believer that I like the amount of times that San Diego State did something like that throughout the game to Creighton or even to other teams. Yeah, is very much all the time. Yeah. And they don't get called for it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they're just physical. So if they're going to foul you, it's going to be like a hard foul. But again, uh, but I really want Creighton to win that game. And um, so obviously I was very upset. And I'm still just kind of, um, I guess, prideful. Like I'm not going to change. Like even, even if... If you had a hundred refs come up to me and say that's a foul, I'm still gonna tell myself it wasn't. But yeah, I think that's probably my biggest point in the argument is that if you're San Diego State and they don't make that foul call, they're probably not gonna argue. Yeah. Versus like the other way around, where if you're Creighton and they make that foul call, it's just like and like that call again, I'm not gonna say the call cost them the game because mm-hmm. to your point, you know, Creighton, Creighton did miss. I mean, Kalkbrenner missed some easy bunnies underneath yeah. the rim throughout the game. I mean, Mensah was defending men pretty well. The only guys that could really do anything offensively for Creighton were Alexander and Kaluma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it wasn't like that one play came down to everything, but it does stink that it came down to that call, which you very much could argue should not have been made. Yeah. Obviously, I get, you know, I, I, you're not the only person in a couple other people. I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's a foul. I, 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 I find it hard to believe, but, um, but, you know, like, it was cool, though, to see, like, either San Diego State or Crate move on. Yeah. Not like at Alabama or Arizona. Um but I don't want to dwell too much on, on that game because yeah, but but that was a that was a very much exciting game. Yeah. Um. So let's talk FAU Kansas State again. Like this game came out to the wire, and you don't have your best player in Marquise Powell. Um. Or excuse me. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> saying Powell. Um. Noel. Marquise Noel. Wait. What? You don't have your best player, Marquise Noel, shooting the shot to tie it or, oh. like, at, at the end. Oh. Like, I thought you said they just didn't have Marquise Noel. They just like, they just didn't have Marquise Noel. Uh, and Marquise Noel... He did pass it. He did. Um, my, my thing is, is, dude, if you have 
you have 30 points. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let it, like, yeah, let it fly. Like, yeah, you know, especially like he was hitting logo threes and crap. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I so probably that's... shot it. I thought, I thought this game was weird. Like, because it felt like Kansas state was like sort of stealing the show. And it felt like momentum was there way all the time and then they just missed a couple shots and they lost and it was like oh okay like they went on a stretch there in the second half where they took the lead and I thought they had won it um everyone I think thought they had won it once they got up by like four or six in the second half and then they ended up losing uh FAU they're just steady they just don't go away Uh, especially they just knew the moment and like they knew when they went down like six in the second half they're like this isn't over and they just sort of waited out the storm and won. And so. I think that comes down. I mean, that's that's such a coaching thing. They're composed. Yeah. Like Dusty May, yeah. very much is like tells him. You know, I, I don't know what he tells him. I can only imagine he tells him like we're good. Yeah, like we're good. Keep playing. I think this was a great coaching matchup because yeah. I love Jerome Tang a lot um, mm-hmm. and Dusty May. I think this was just a really good game that we all kind of expected Kansas State to just eventually win like oh that was a cool run from fau yeah but like mark like marquise noel and company yeah. have they've just been playing super good basketball mm-hmm. beating good teams in kentucky michigan state and now they're gonna do the same with fau and move on to the final four uh but I think it's possible that they overlooked FAU because, like we discussed, FAU. I mean, again, you beat Memphis with the, like a last second shot, essentially. Yeah, you beat Farley Dickinson. Yeah. Coming down to the last couple minutes, you then beat Tennessee, a good team and a good program without their best player who struggles. So it wasn't like it, it just. You look at their two paths, and you're like, oh, Kansas State should be able to win because they've played better teams. Yeah. And they've looked better. Yeah. But then but then you're like, oh, have they? Like, yeah. like is, is FAU, like, a team that we should be talking about as far as, like, can play and can contend? Like, they're a better matchup than Michigan State or yeah. Kentucky or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, they were just composed – and I think that's the key to March Madness is, mm-hmm. um, is just again play by play. I mean that's how Miami got back into it mm-hmm. with Texas. Um, and we can actually we can just move on to that game unless you have anything else to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, no. That was uh, so that'll be fun. It's fun to see FAU in the Final Four as well. So again, Miami Texas because um, UConn Gonzaga was a blowout. Yep, I think just. Gonzaga, the Timmy Strother era is done. They, yeah. they, they did what we all expected them to. Yeah. Probably go to the Elite Eight, but. Yeah. Not have 16 or Elite Eight. Man, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk. Let's talk Miami, Texas, and then we can preview Final Four games with some predictions here. Um, yeah. I want you talk about it. Um, um, I'll, let, I'll let you talk about it because. I I mean I said my experience where yeah I was watching a little bit at grandparents' house turning it back on 
Yeah. What, what happened? What went down? I think what were uh, some factors in that? Game? Miami wasn't getting any stops. Texas can really score too. Texas was able to string together some stops. Miami was not uh, for a long part of that game. But then, especially they were, the first half. Yes. Then they were starting to. They weathered the storm by like hitting shots throughout to stay in striking distance. And then they started getting stops. And Norchad O'Meara, I believe he was in foul trouble pretty early. And that put them in a bad position. But they just they just continue to hit shots. Like, Jordan Miller was just hitting really tough shots. Texas is without Dylan DeSue as well. Yes. That uh, that's a big thing. Yeah, Norchad O'Meara had four fouls. 11 points, nine rebounds. Uh, everyone in their starting, their starting lineup, Jordan Miller had 27. was perfect from the field. Um, Isaiah Wong, 14. Nigel Pack, 15. Poplar, 16. O'Meara, 11. What I think is incredible is they scored 88 points hitting only two threes. Yeah, that is... That's insane. They just hit... They were just high-level shot makers. Just everybody on that team. The amount of times and, like... Except for maybe O'Meara, but he's just sort of, like, very, like, clean-up duty guy. Like, he just gets rebounds, defends. He's the dirty work guy. You know who... Blue guy. You know who hates... You know who the analytics hate? Miami. Yeah. Because they hit so many, um, was it, is it Miller? Who's, no, that's not Miller. Who's number, um, 55? Uh, Poplar. Wooga Poplar. Yeah, P- Poplar. I mean. He takes a lot of, like, long twos. Yeah, he took so many long twos. And I was like, he wow. Hits a lot of them. And he just hits a lot of them, which I, I honestly love. Yeah. Because that's very unique. And he again, and Jordan Miller sort of felt like the heroes in this game. Yeah. That's what I thought was impressive, is it wasn't like. Isaiah Wong. He was still good. He was still fine. Yeah. 0 for 3 from 3, 5 for 12 from the field, scored 14 points, but he's not the reason they won. It's because Jordan Miller and Wuga Poplar. Yeah, what happened in that stretch where Miami's down 13? Yeah. Or, or 12 or so? As I said, they start getting stops. Wait, it, was, there, was there anything just like on Texas's end that you saw? Like, were, um, they, were they trying to shoot tough shots? Not really. Uh, not from what I could tell. A big thing is, like, on defense, it felt like there was, like, like a, like, they almost gave up trying to get, like, stops on Miami at one point, and they were just like, we're just going to flop every time they drive the lane. We're just going to fall down. Yeah. And they weren't getting those calls, and it was actually really annoying to watch, so I'm glad that they were punished for that. Especially, game was on the line. And just Brock Cunningham just falls on his butt. It's like, dude, if you're not going to play defense in that big of a moment, you deserve to lose. I think, I think it's 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 tricky, but I'm another thing I'm a big believer in is always playing to win and not like, playing let's not just to lose. On. Let's just yes. like hold on. Yeah, there's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened with UCLA mm-hmm. in their stretch. I think they kind of let off the gas. Like, you know, we're not going to play the win. We're going to play not to lose. And then your guard's down. Mm-hmm. Texas, I think, something similar. Again, I didn't watch it happen. But I feel like it almost always I, – I, I'm only assuming this is happening, so you'll have to confirm. But Texas was just like, uh, we – we were in good shape, so I was playing not to lose instead of playing to win. Yeah. Because then your defensive intensity goes down. 
Your, your, offensive, your offensive aggressiveness goes way down. Because Miami's just going to hit shots. So it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think but, we've covered. We covered all of that. So let's yeah. give a couple predictions here for Final Four uh-huh. um, between San Diego State, FAU, and then UConn and Miami. And then the potential. And then our potential yeah. predictions here. I going with San Diego State and FAU, and like an issue that's been brought up and that you've brought up um, is that well, is the real national championship game between Miami and UConn like will one because will FAU or San Diego State give Miami or UConn, UConn like a, good, a game. good game? I think San Diego State can. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with them. Okay. I'm going to go with them over FAU. I think it's going to be another really ugly game. They're going to win 60 to 55. Mm-hmm. I don't think FAU does anything bad where Dusty May in particular. It's just teams tend to play to the style of San Diego State. They tend to dictate that. Yeah. It's very unique and it's annoying. And you really have to be on your game mm-hmm. offensively. I mean, there's Davis for FAU, but other than that, I can't really think of, like, that guy that yeah. can maybe just get buckets for FAU mm-hmm. because um, it's going to be hard. So I think San Diego State wins an ugly one. I want to say Miami, but my gut tells me UConn. Uh, I think Miami can hang in there, but uh, Sonogo... There's no answer for him in regards to Miami. So it's will Miami's guards hit tough shots? Mm-hmm. Because Miami, I think, has the edge on guards, mm-hmm. but UConn has the edge on their bigs. Yeah. So and I think at the end of the day, the bigs are what what's going to make the difference. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think UConn pulls it out by four. Um, I think San Diego State gives UConn surprisingly a really good game. Mensal and Sonogo, it's going to be a really awesome matchup. UConn wins by eight. Yeah. UConn wins national nice championship. So my prediction, we'll wrap up with yours. Gotcha. I am going to say in that first FAU-San Diego State game, I'm actually saying that FAU wins. And that's because in this game, Gasp. I Ooh. predict that San Diego State makes like no shots ever. That's a really hot take. Especially in a it's considered harder to shoot in at the final four because your depth perception is off. So you're telling me that San Diego State's not gonna score. That's shocking. Yes, that's like shocking. saying the sky's not blue. I just look, especially this is sort of like an analytics game for me, where I just see a team that's really good at defense, re not really not good at offense. And I look at FAU, that's just pretty good at both. I think just sort of having a balanced attack like that, I mean, Creighton had that too. So, like, I would not at all be shocked if San Diego State wins. But I'm going to go with FAU just because I think we get to a – where they like, San Diego State has hit just enough shots to win these games so far. That just doesn't feel sustainable. With what FAU has, as weird as it is, they feel like a more sustainable team to me. So I'm going to go with FAU to win that. Um, I don't expect it to be high scoring by any means. Uh, I think it'll be an ugly game. And I think it'll be a reminder of what I've said and gotten trashed for, which is the silver lining to Cinderella's 
continuing to win past the first weekend is that you may end up having a 48-44 San Diego State FAU game in the Final Four. Which, so, which I personally don't mind. That's fine. That's you know, fine. It's just a, it's just a reminder. Which I, just, I personally just, love that. That's fine. That's totally fine. And I'm going to love it no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm a like, fan if, of college if, basketball. If the, game, if the game is that close, people are going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to go Florida Atlantic. And then UConn-Miami. Miami's really good. I think I think this is a close, good game. I think Miami's able to hang in there. Uh, this UConn team just feels too good yeah. uh, on both ends. I just don't think – I don't think Miami has the depth, size – to hang with you or to win against UConn, especially when UConn has, at least right now, as good of shot makers. So I think they kind of match each other there. Maybe Miami's a little bit better at just like shot making than UConn is, but UConn will make up for it with depth and size. Norchad O'Meara is going to have his work cut out for him. Um, unless against... unless Sonogo gets in foul trouble, but then you bring in Donovan Klingon, which is I mean he's he's good and he's big, but I rather have Klingon in than, than Sonogo. Like yes, if, but if then I'm you have a six seven guy on a seven two guy. That's my point, though. It's just it's never going to end, and UConn's not going to play small. <laughs> there's there's just they're just carbon like. Carbon making, just like factory yeah. making, just seven footers. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. They just keep bringing guys in. They've got all these transfers and shop makers. Zach Eady transfers off. to UConn. They've got, uh, you know, like a team like UConn. I mean, they have Hawkins, Newton, Jackson. Those are great guards. You have like a stretch four in Caravan. Um, I like Calatera and. Uh, Aline off the bench. I'm pretty sure Aline used to play for um, Virginia Tech. And then Donovan Klingon. It's just like, it feels like the bench gives you a little more. Um, and yeah. And then I expect UConn to play FAU. And I think I'm expecting UConn to win like 20 in the national championship. It's a blowout. I think they blow them out. I would love to see FAU win the national championship. I would too. I, That'd be so I would, funny. I, I'm I'm rooting for Miami just because I love this Miami team so much. And and and, and Coach FAU. Larry. Yeah, and I'd be happy to see San Diego State win. I I personally probably would just rather not UConn win. But, but I also don't mind. Yes, and we also know that they will win because we know when we get like this weird, stupid Final Four that they just win. UConn thrives in that. Yes, UConn thrives in. In everybody good losing. They're just like, okay, well, we're going to take advantage of this. Uh, so, yeah. I expect UConn. I think we both expect UConn to be the national champion. We think Miami can hang with them, though. Um, and we'll be pleasantly surprised if the left side is able to win it. Man, just imagine you have Villanova, North Carolina, Villanova, Virginia, Baylor, Kansas, Florida Atlantic, just as your national champions <laughs> for like the past like seven years or so. Just like that would be, be fun. It would just be so fun. It would be such a smack in the face too. Like all those big blue blood programs mm-hmm. and like you might get UCLA, Duke, UNC, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's like man, you guys couldn't win a national championship with like the best players, best freshmen. You know, 
the best facilities in the country, and yet Florida Atlantic could. That would just, oh man, I would eat that up. So, anyway, that's gonna end our show here. Uh, enjoy the final four, enjoy general conference weekend. Woo! GC and final four weekends, and stay safe out there. Peace.